You're listening to Radio Boston, and we're continuing our show about teaching that works and a look at what works in teaching. Nubi Rateau is asking that second question, what does work in teaching, especially for kids in places like the state's gateway cities? Take Brockton, where teacher shortages and budget shortfalls have students sitting in the cafeteria instead of the classroom some days when there is no teacher for the class. Rateau, a local teacher and documentary filmmaker, is taking on education after winning awards for his work on subjects like policing and immigration. He'll tackle the struggles of Gateway City Schools like Brockton for his latest documentary and joins us here in Studio 2. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor. It's wonderful to have you. Thanks so much. So when was the moment where you said the next thing is education? This is what I have to do. You know, this is something that we actually been taking a look at for a while. Um, but it, we thought it was good timing. The one we did before was on immigration. We thought the time uh, when we started filming that, that that was really a, a good time. You know, it's a, a, the political climate that was going on in the country. We thought, you know, something we wanted to attack. So um, education, this is something we've wanted to do for years. And, you know, it's personal. Um, you know, I, I live in Brockton. I teach in Lynn. You know, I have a passion for teaching. Um, you know, a lot of my friends are educators. So it's like this is an opportunity to really tackle an issue that's personal. It's important to, um, you know, myself and to my friends and to our community. And we said, you know what, let's, let's, let's dive into this issue. What's the hypothesis, you know, for lack of a better word, going in? That things are working, things aren't working, there's a way it could work and it doesn't. Sort of what's your go- going in position as you start this documentary? Well, it's funny. The name of this documentary we're going to call it Report Card. And it's really an evaluation. Um, you know, I, I think the hypothesis is that it needs improvement. And, and, and what we're trying to do is, is figure out, you know, where are the gaps, where are the shortfalls, you know, um, locally and nationally. Um, we actually were just, we just came back from Florida uh, yesterday doing some filming out there. What are some shortfalls and what are some things that, you know, the community, teachers, administrators, um, and parents can do to kind of close that gap? What struck you most about the differences in what you were seeing in Florida, where there's been quite a bit of controversy about moves to, for example, take teachings about race out of the school systems, for example. Uh, what struck you most about the difference between what you've been, you saw in Florida and what you see both as somebody coming up in Brockton and as a teacher in Lynn? Well, I think ultimately, you know, we were just in the infancy stage. We, we talked to um, Willie Spears, who's a renowned speaker, who speaks all over the country over in, uh, in Panama City, Florida. And, you know, ultimately, at the end of the day, the formula seems to be what works is the family engagement um, family engagement, you know, having students excited about learning, excited about learning, and having teachers that, you know, are able to motivate those students. You know, kind of those three things, you know, teachers that to motivate students, families that are engaged, and then having a student who's excited about learning. And and those things, if you get those three things, what I've seen um, from my interview from one of the administrators in Florida, if those three things work, education and the the, the the success of a student, it's a lot higher. So as a teacher in the Lynn schools and you teach in a, voc- technic- a vocational yes. uh, school, how does it work for you? When, when uh, Let's start with uh, students that are excited to learn. What conditions do you see uh, that exists when students are most excited to be learning? You know, it's funny, teaching at Lynn Tech, and I want to give a shout-out to anyone listening at Lynn Tech. Um, I, education, at my perspective, has changed a lot since being over at Lynn Vocational Educational uh, High School is because... You know, you're now giving a student a, a passion that they have, that they're choosing. So the thing about vocational school, it's not as if they're, you know, 
you know, uh, randomly going through a class. They're choosing a vocation. They're so choosing carpentry. Us, and, thank you. Give us a, a couple of examples. They're choosing cosmetology, culinary. They're choosing advanced manufacturing. Uh, you know, my particular shop, TV production. They're choosing your class. So they automatically go in with an energy, with a work ethic that, you know, this is something I want to do, which is really rewarding. I think that's a little different from regular comprehensive schools is, you know, you, you don't have a particular vocation that they're really passionate about. And when you find a motivated student, you'd be surprised how much work and how much potential they can do. So we're speaking with Nubi Rateau, who's a teacher in Lynn, born and raised in Brockton Public Schools, um, multiple awards for previous documentaries, and working on a documentary now about what works in education. Um, we just finished a conversation looking at data that shows that METCO is effective, and that's a program that takes kids from the Boston Public Schools, also works in the Springfield Public Schools, and moves them into other schools. Uh, we heard uh, State Representative Brian uh, Christopher Worrell talk about how different it was when he spent one semester back in the Boston Public Schools. Um, and, it, and he was uh, stunned by the lack of investment in those schools versus what he experienced as a Metco kid at Lincoln Sudbury. I was struck by the fact that you're looking at schools like Brockton, like Lynn. Um, we have a number of gateway cities. We've, you know, we, we're talking about this across the state. From your perspective, is it a, it, what, what do we need to do? Right? You're looking at the gateway cities. What do we need to do? Well, I think, you know, when, when you look back, I think resources is, is a big thing. I mean, that, that, that's the big elephant in the room is, is resources. Now, how do you combat those resources? Because there's so many great stories of students in the inner city succeeding. You know, there's so many awesome stories of students who su- succeeding from, from Lintech, from Broughton High School, from Boston, what have you. So we're going to try to find out what are those things. So, again, obviously the resources are not there. Poverty may be an issue. So what are some common things that those students have, despite all those, they, they can still succeed? And we're looking at, and again, the documentary, what's exciting about it is we're going in one way and we may have another, you know, another perspective um, when we finish it. But our perspective is if you have a family that's engaged or a mentor, at least a mentor, may, you know, maybe there might, be two, may not, they might not be two parents in the household, a mentor, a teacher who excites students to learn and then you have a reason for a student to be in that class or motivated student despite everything going around you despite everything going around you if those three things are there the success of the student is there and that's our hypothesis you've so you've done a, a wide range of of really gnarly challenging issues i'm thinking about i like immigration. that word gnarly. That's a throwback <laughs> i'm thinking about yeah i'm thinking about policing and you just said listen this is what we think going in it might change our minds when you do a documentary, do you find that your mind gets changed? Absolutely. Absolutely, 100%. Let me give you an example. Uh, we did one on immigration, obviously a very uh, controversial issue. And we interviewed, um, uh, we interviewed a, a student who was a dreamer. We interviewed um, a second-generation um, person, a, a student where his, his father was deported. And we interviewed someone from California where her son was unfortunately um, killed by someone who was undocumented. From Massachusetts, we have a liberal perspective sometimes about immigration, and, and, and we, we deal with so many students with so many amazing stories. A lot of times, we don't see stories of someone who, who's in California who may be dealing with um, an issue that's a little different in immigration. Our documentary is not to pick sides, not to pick political views. Our documentary is for people to have empathy for different situations. 
I want the person in California who has empathy for the student who's a dreamer in Massachusetts and vice versa. And that's what our documentary does, whether it's education, whether it's fatherhood, whether it's drugs, whether it's policing. We want people to understand that there's a perspective there that needs to be respected, learned, and we want people to have empathy. And I think that's what we're missing right now is a little empathy from different perspectives to really, really get the solutions to those problems. So um, I'm going to stick with this for a second because that documentary, I Am You, um, actually won the award for Massachusetts independent from the Massachusetts Independent Film Festival. Your 2018 film called Protect, Serve, and Care won a New England Emmy. Um, you don't shy away from pulling all the voices together. And I'm actually going to play a little more sound from you. Um, actually, it, 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 and this is talking on that same subject, at the State House after you did a viewing at the State House. It's not a one-size-fits-all where this is going to work in Massachusetts and that's going to work exactly the same in Arizona, that's going to work in Texas, that's going to work in California. It's just not the reality of how it's going to work. So they have a perspective that's unique that we wanted to breathe. So you bring in all these perspectives. Are, do policymakers pay attention to your documentaries? You're winning these awards. You're taking on the hard subjects. Are you finding you get outreach uh, from legislators who want to understand these subjects better? Well, I think, you know, just, you know, what you mentioned when we were at the State House, they just passed the education bill a couple months ago. And, and the education bill now gives access to students who are undocumented to get access to, to financial aid. If our For state colleges and universities, that's right. Exactly. And I should clarify, dreamers are kids who were uh, are undocumented but brought to the United States by their parents. Sorry, go ahead. No, no. So, so if that documentary, you know, we had state reps and state senators there swayed an opinion, um, then that is a success. Our documentary, it's about step two. People are going to watch it, but what are you going to do next after the documentary? After you watch it for an hour, what's step two? What are you going to do next? And that's what we want to do. We want to spark plug step two action. And if we do that, no matter what, if it does not win an award, doesn't get nominated for an Emmy, if it sparks action, then is then that is a successful documentary in our books. So you teach in this area. So obviously there's, you know, you've got access to some resources. You've got a network. I am curious if Matt, we, we've increasingly over the last, I don't know if it's 10 years, 15 years, understood Massachusetts to be filmmaking friendly in lots of different ways. It, are we a state where it's easy, hard to do documentaries where there's lots of infrastructure, limited infrastructure, good funding, not enough funding. How is it to be somebody who tries to make documentaries here? Well, I think it's it's difficult. Um, I do want to, you know, Massachusetts has made a lot of strides, you know, particularly the Cultural Council has done a great job, you know, helping our local filmmakers. But the reality is, you know, when you talk about, you know, filmmaking, that's not the first thing we think of in Massachusetts. That's just the reality of it. You know, we think of California, think of Hollywood. So could the resources be better? Absolutely. Um, you know, I think in terms of, um, you know, when you go to places like California, when you say you want to be a filmmaker, that's a legitimate that's a legitimate goal and the legitimate steps, the legitimate places and resources that you can go to. For Massachusetts, it's going to take some digging. It's going to take some connections. It's going to take connections outside of the state. You know, like we've made out in California, out in Florida, you know, to really to get people interested. But ultimately, um, I love this area. You know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Brockton kid. I teach in Lynn. I always say I have two homes, Lynn and Brockton. Um, I love the challenge. And when people see the work, one thing we've been blessed is that when I say we, myself and William Madero, the co-directors, when we see the work and see the energy that people bring for our next documentary in terms of donations and more executive producers, you know, we, we realize, you know what, 
the fruits of our labor, we're actually seeing it right now, and that feels good. And are you getting a strong response? Is there a real appetite to see a documentary made in the same vein as what you've done on policing and immigration on education in the state right now? Yeah, I, I think um, locally in terms of our um, you know local stakeholders, yes. In, in terms of collectively, you know, um, in terms of state, probably no, but that's okay. You know, I, I think our, our local stakeholders and, uh, you know, some of the local grants have done an amazing job supporting us. And frankly, it's our job to win them over. I don't think, you know what, they need to get up and say, you know, how are we going to support Newbie Productions? No. We need to say, you know what, how is Newbie Productions going to convince X, Y, and Z to support us? When do you think the film, uh, the documentary will be out, Newbie Rateau? Well, the, the, the document is going to be out. We um, expect the release date is going to be fall 2025. Yeah. Um, so we're super excited for this one. We think this documentary really has a chance to really impact a lot of people's lives. And the biggest piece of work between now and then, is it doing the interviews, finding the people, doing the cutting and editing? I've never made a documentary. What, what's the biggest chunk of work? Let me tell you a little secret for anyone listening right now. The biggest part of a documentary, you need the equipment, you need the editing system, you need the camera. Trust you need someone to trust you that they can tell their story, their story is told well, it's told respectfully, and you're giving their story a chance to breathe. And that's what I, I'm really, really honored. You know, my, my crew, myself, Will Madero, Danny Donator, Wesley Morales, uh, Amari Gaston, um, the whole crew, is that we've established trust within the community and people are willing to tell us their stories, which is really humbling. And, and I don't take that for granted at all, that people are willing to open up and tell their story. Yeah. It's something I never take for granted. Yeah, fair enough. Nubi Rateau is a teacher at Lynn Vocational School and an award-winning fi- filmmaker making one now on education. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so much.